Alrighty guys, it's the Paul Hitter and welcome to episode 7 of the pod. Today I'm going to be joined by the good boys, the good old boys from the Upper Decker podcast. Uh, I met these guys on Twitter and I listened to their podcast, linked up for an episode on their podcast when I was a guest. And today I had the privilege of hosting them on my podcast. Uh, Make sure you give these guys a listen and a follow and anywhere that you listen to podcast as well as if you're on twitter make sure to follow them at upper decker podcast really good group of guys fun loving baseball fans uh, who just enjoy having some good conversation and some good talk on a wide range of topics as of now i'm currently in my first draft since the fantasy baseball drafting season has resumed major league baseball came to an agreement for a 60 game schedule so everything picked back up I entered a NFC second chance league with some pretty heavy hitting experts, so I'm hoping not to get my ass handed to me too bad, but I'm going to give it a fight. I'm going to scrap my way and do the best I can. That's all we can do. And in the next, in the coming weeks, I'm going to have some podcasts on how to succeed in this short season, some general approaches to roster construction. Some players to target and to avoid in a three-up and three-down podcast. We're also going to take a look at ADP in the current market and how to adjust and capitalize on ADP buyers, which is when players exhibit similar skill sets and stats from previous seasons as well as similar projections into the future season but yet are still so far away in ADP. So we're just going to go over how to capitalize on that. And with that being said, let's get hot and go into the episode. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right. Welcome to uh, the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro. And today with me, I got the boys from the Upper Decker Podcast. What's up, fellas? Hey, man. How's it going? What's up, Rob? Not much, man. I'm enjoying life, you know, appreciating, uh, you know, my health and all that stuff. Like, you know, positivity reigns, right? Hey, better time than ever. Good, sir. Yeah, oh, man. You know, I think uh, mindset, perspective, you know, I'm excited. Baseball is coming around, even though there's, you know, legit worries about the guy staying healthy and can they provide a product and all that stuff. I'm optimistic. I'm amped up, right? What do yeah. you guys think? Yeah, I think you have to be, man. I mean, we we all know the what could happen. We all know what what's at risk, but I think you just got to go in for it and uh, wish you know hope for the best. Yeah, man. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself so my my pull hitter podcast listeners get to know you guys a little bit. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm Ty Miller um, from Upper Decker Podcast. Like we said, all three of us are actually we're from St. Louis. All so. right. If you're uh, if you're listening in, what's up from the Midwest? It's your boy T Mills. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! So all three of you guys, that's that's awesome. I 
just remember listening to your podcast, you know, for the first time. And I was interested in hearing what you guys had to say from like week in and week out. So I'm psyched up that you guys came, you know, here tonight. Who else we got out here tonight? Brett? Yeah, I'm a Brett Radicke. I'm a lifelong St. Louis Cardinals fan. <laughs> yeah, Ty's not, which is abnormal <laughs> here. <laughs> um, I'm just happy to be here, Rob. Had a great time with you the other week, and I'm ready to uh, ready to rock it out tonight, buddy. Awesome. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, sir. Tone, what about and, you, good buddy? Yeah, yeah. Tone. Yeah, I'm Tone. I'm I'm Anthony, but the boys the boys here in this world call me Tone, and uh, I am also based in St. Louis. Um, born in Ohio. That's where a little bit of my Cleveland Indians fandom comes from. But uh, St. Louis boy for the most part, Cardinals fan. Um, just living the podcast life right now, man. So living living the podcast life. Yeah, baseball pods, football pods, just doing it all. So. Doing it all. It's good times, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to get big enough to quit our jobs, you know, Rob? Hey, hey, listen, that, that, would, be the, uh, that, that would be the top. That would be the ultimate Absolutely. goal. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Well, I think, um, I, I think you guys are on the fast, fast path to success. I'm calling it out. Oh, Hell Thanks, yeah, dude. dude. Hey, we're not going to forget you, man. We'll bring you right along with <laughs> us, sir. Yeah, all right. Fantastic. Good to hear that. So when did you guys start playing baseball, like right from youth? Yeah, uh, I've played as long as I could walk, good sir. So, you know, my entire life, I just, I've been playing. My mom got me into it when I was young. Uh, you know, I wanted to play hockey growing up, but it was too expensive. So mom was like, here's a glove and here's a bat and go do some shit. So that's yeah. what I did. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's been my favorite ever since. And, you know, I eat, sleep, and breathe baseball nowadays, so – I may live in a pretty big baseball city. I'm not a fan of the Cardinals, as they mentioned, but I still enjoy baseball all around as a whole. You know, I can enjoy baseball players, but the uh, the organization here is not my not my favorite. Right, right. I get it. I like to go with that. I like to hurt the guys. I have some personal guys I root for. I'm a Met fan, but I just love watching baseball, seeing good things happen. You know, absolutely. And what about um, you? Again. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really play much as a kid. I played a little bit of little league, um, but didn't play in high school or anything. I always enjoyed the game. I got really into it kind of during like the steroid era. I was ten, eleven, twelve years old around that time, and that that got me pretty excited. Um, some of those, I think, some of the best ball play, ball players that have ever played the game, um, and yeah. then I think after high school is when I like really, really found a passion and a love for the game i was right around the 06 world series that the cardinals won and and that kind of solidified it for me and i've just been just rolling with it ever since man excuse me that was the world series the tigers lost the cardinals didn't win hmm god he is whatever the worst. hot take <laughs> hot take hot take. yeah <laughs> um i grew up Watching baseball with my dad and my uh, grandpa. I played baseball until they started throwing off-speed pitches, and then I was uh, <laughs> then I promptly retired. <laughs> so I live out my dreams, uh, sucking it up at the local softball fields in the St. Louis area. Wow, I did. I'm going to go back to me and brag. Oh, right, go, go. I, I did. I did play one year of collegiate baseball. So there's that. Uh, wow. Yep. 
just gonna brag about that and I'll leave what, it be. It wasn't what, very good, but I did it. Yeah, that's that's listen, it counts. You, yeah. I you tore my uh, I tore my labrum, tore my rotator cuff, had that all fixed in one go, and now I'm just playing ball with Brett and Tone sometimes. What what was your velocity dip uh pre and uh post surgery? Oh man, I don't even want to talk about it, man. When I got drafted as an outfielder, I was hitting 94 from the outfield, and now I'd be lucky to hit like a 62 probably. I have to sidearm everything. I look, wow. <laughs> I look goofy as shit, bro. Yeah, you still throw yeah. pretty hard for real. You, you know, overdapt and you know over uh, adapt and overcome. That's what I meant to say. Good save, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing softball. I haven't played in so long. My body just wasn't kind to me at all at some point it just became like can't not work you know yeah i hear you <laughs> so right. i was like it's it was more important to pay my bills and stuff so yeah <laughs> it's tough but uh so what are you guys favorite players Ooh. in baseball let's see it's hard for me to always like try and narrow it down to one player i know like you were talking about the other day rob it's kind of the same for you but if i had to pick like a top three they're pretty interchangeable for me i've got nolan ryan Ken Griffey Jr., who you're wearing the jersey of as we speak, so Amen. that's pretty tight. Yep. And then Adrian Beltre, who nice. I'm wearing the jersey of right now. Good choice. I like that. I like it. Yeah, Adrian was such a solid, solid vet, you know. And he was just so fun to watch, man. You he don't was. get you don't get characters like that all the time. No, so. yeah, he was like he was a little crackerjack, like out on the you know <laughs> messing with all the other ball players, like telling jokes, like and playing pranks. Right. You know, he was enjoying his life, you know. He yep. he appreciated being there. Yeah. Hundred percent. Brett, who's For your sure. Well, growing up I was a big fan of Ozzie Smith and um Ken Griffey Jr. As I got older, I came to appreciate the great Albert Pujols. He was it was a blast watching him play in our backyard pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um I would say currently my favorite player would be uh Fernando Tatis Jr. The dude Whoop. can do it. Oh, big fan. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, I got to agree with the uh, whole Albert Pools there. Uh, definitely my all-time favorite player, and we're just so lucky to get to watch him up close uh, for several years and for his best years. Um, I don't know. I picked a favorite Cardinal player, current Cardinal player, and a favorite non-Cardinal player. Uh, my favorite current Cardinals player is probably Colton Wong. I just like the way he plays the game. Um, not the best guy on the team, but um, I don't know. I can appreciate some good defense out there. He's fun to watch. And favorite non-Cardinal is probably Juan Soto right now. I, wow. The dude is just so freaking good. He plays yeah. with so much swag, and he's just – he's exciting. And uh, I think it's uh, just good for the game of baseball. Yeah, yeah you well, do love that boy, dude. You talk about him like three times a day. I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he he terrorized the Mets, and yeah. What's interesting though is he had like a lot of people draft him for like stolen bases, but he had like half of them versus Thor, <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and Thor's out for the year. <laughs> no, but I love the guy. I was watching him in the playoffs, and you know you just see like the little things he does in the batter's box, and he's doing these weird like got the weird mannerism. But you're so drawn yeah. in, you're so drawn in, and like. Part of you is like this this little showboat, and then he just ropes any pitch. Yep. Yeah. Away, down, high. Like it doesn't matter. He he was so locked in, and I'm wow. He's so young and he's so talented. 
Yeah, he's yeah. got that Soto shuffle going. He watches the ball go by, and he fucking skates up towards the pitcher. Yeah. Oh, man. And, I mean, you can call – I mean, it is showboating. You can say he's arrogant, and maybe he is, but, like – like you know, he's messing with the minds of those pitchers. Like yeah. I'd be, I'd be irritated <laughs> as hell if I was thrown to this guy. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they get irritated, and that's, I guess, part of the thing. You know, I mean, right? You know, he enjoys it, and he, he really like backs it up. And well, in the playoffs, he just, he was zoned in. You know, he was something to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna go around and ask you guys about your greatest individual athletic moment in a team sport okay well i've got a funny one so i'm gonna go last i'm gonna let y'all do it and i'll close it out oh i'll start off because mine mine is not very exciting here um (laughs) i'm gonna be straight with you guys there's not much to choose from in this category for me (laughs) um i i played some basketball in high school i played for a few years in high school and uh I remember hitting some a few big threes in some games, but like to be completely honest, I couldn't even tell you the specific situations. We uh we weren't a good team, so it wasn't like a playoff situation or anything like that. But those couple times I knocked a three down, and you know, crowd goes crazy. It was it was pretty exciting. So, bro, did you did you hit him? You got to hit him with the mellow three pointer, dog, and then you got to dra- yeah. got to drag the water and fucking. Get them with it. Yeah, no, 15-year-old Tom <laughs> was definitely throwing those down. But I think that's the beauty of sports. Right? It, it could be such a simple moment. Like, you don't have to be, like, uh, an athlete and play every single sport and or even be good at it. You can just have, like, those couple moments where – and it sticks with you your whole life. Like, yeah. I think that's the greatest thing about sports. It could be just even a snippet of your life, but you experience something you'll always take with you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So what do you got, Brett? Well, it's not baseball-related. Um, right. In high school, my senior year, I played strong safety. And I recovered a fumble to steal the victory against Parkway North High School, who uh, at the time the school had never beaten. And I believe the ball is still in the trophy case. I haven't been to the old stomping grounds in quite some time, but kind of cool if it's still there. <laughs> it would be tight. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, all I did, the guy, linebacker, just hit the shit out of the guy. Ball popped out. Bounce, bounce. Just jumped on it. I mean, I wouldn't call it an athletic achievement, but it won the game. So hey, You were you were part of it, man. You were there. <laughs> I literally just blind, dumb, stupid luck. It's, uh, I've been failing <laughs> upwards ever since then. That's great. <laughs> all right. You boys ready for mine? This one's fun. Oh, boy. Buckle in. I told Brett earlier, and he was laughing his ass off. So... <laughs> It's the summer before my senior year of baseball. I'm on a traveling select prospect team. We're about to go to Oklahoma. I had just built a bike ramp, a BMX bike ramp with me and my brothers. I ramp off it on Thursday. When I land, I miss the seat, and I just hit straight butthole to the frame of the bike. Wow. Oh. I get hemorrhoids. I'm like 17 years old, man. So then... (laughs) We go out, we travel down to Oklahoma. We're facing the number one high school pitcher in Oklahoma at the time. Number one ranked. He was throwing like 95. I don't even remember who this dude was. I wish I'd have kept his name, but was a stud. First at bat, I go up there, drills me in the side. I get a bruise about this fucking big on my ribs. Next two at bats, I pop up, pop up, 
my last at bat, I come up, bases loaded. I'm out there, probably broken ribs, a lumpy b-hole, dude. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm just swinging for the fences. And I just hit a grand slam to dead center at Oklahoma State University. And that's the one that sticks with me most. I think that's, that's awesome. Super funny. I mean, Do you have to I like went, waddle around the bases, dude. It wasn't comfortable. That's for damn yeah. sure. Went back to the hotel <laughs> and just loaded up on prep H. Wow, it's not good, man. Yeah, that's a situation. <laughs> wow, but you, you know what? That's like, it's so funny. Like, in in what other aspect of your life would you? not attend to that first if right not, like like sports is the only thing like that stops you from taking care of that problem first and foremost right i would i would yeah. i would have called into work but i was yeah. like no nah, man i'm gonna go play ball for sure Come right on. right absolutely oh man that's hysterical <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some funny stuff right there all right so um I got a little trivia lined up for you guys. A little all-star game trivia. Ooh, hell yeah. Dude, did you see they canceled the all-star game this year? Yeah, man. I I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I kind of assumed it was going to happen, but yeah, still sucks. I it said... Does, uh, it does suck. Since we're not doing the all-star game, you should give the players like one weekend to just go out there and wear whatever like accessories, whatever type of whatever they want. And just let them have a weekend at least. You know, they're out there in the middle of all this shit. Let Mike Clevenger wear some rainbowed out cleats and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> just do something, you know? Yeah, do something. I mean, yeah, I hope they do some mic'd up stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, the All-Star game, I guess they just couldn't cram it in there. They, You know, it's, right. I guess it's just this was the best way to go. It it does suck, you know. I mean, I feel like the game's been getting better. The All-Star Derby, the format's gotten better, and mm-hmm. um, it's just been a lot more watchable, I think, in the most recent Agreed. years. Agreed. Yeah. Especially the Derby, you know. Like, who doesn't love the Derby? Right. The Best. Derby last year really turned it up as opposed to years past. Because I, I actually went to the Home Run Derby when it was in St. Louis – in 2009 and it was actually kind of a boring event to go to in person but i mean it's fun to watch on tv yeah yeah that's my favorite time of the year honestly i love the home run derby yeah the derby the derby serious you know i'm i enjoy watching these guys like putting it putting their all into it and like they're serious they want to win like there's these guys who go up there and they'll have fun and they'll be like all right but then there's there's some killers out there they they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm here to win. Right. That's because your boy won last year, Rob. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I think there's, I think there's so many, so many good, good power hitters out there, like to watch too in the derby. Like there was so many, even Jock Peterson. Like he was, he's just oh, like, you know, it was just so fun watching him just drill constant, you know, shot to right center, right center, like just, mm-hmm. you know. And just because he can't hit lefties, he's doesn't get like the the respect he should get, you know. Right. But let him play against lefties. Like I think he has to like, and not him. That's for anyone. Yes, oh, he can't hit lefties. Well, he's only had eighty at bats. Let's just say, for example, give him more. <laughs> right. Yeah. No <laughs> you know, sure. he's a major league hitter. I'm sure he'll get it. Yep. All right. So I got some. Uh, First question is going to be a multiple choice. All right. All right. And this, 
who has the most career steals in all-star game history? Oh, man. Ooh. Kenny Lofton, Willie Mays, Roberto Alomar, and Ricky Henderson. Mm. Oh, snap. So Lofton, Mays, Alomar, Henderson. Uh, you want me to spin the wheel to see who goes first? Do it, baby. I brought the wheel with me, Rob. I love the you. wheel. I want the wheel. Go. Oh, fuck. It's me. Oh, God. All right. Um, so we got Lofton, Mays, Ricky Henderson, and who? Roberto Alomar Jr. You know what? I'm going to go Lofton. I think Ricky Henderson's too obvious. I'm going Lofton. Taking my boy, dude? Yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. I went first. He's mine. What a great, <laughs> what a great player. Fantastic. Oh. For sure, Kenny Lofton. fantastic athlete. I remember him in the softball like tournaments too. Like right, mm-hmm. I don't know, I thought Derby he would just be blasting. He could, yep. just, yeah. All, All right, right, Brett, what do you got? Yep. Well, I was gonna take Kenny Lofting's. I'm uh, pretty sure it's the right answer. Do but... it, dude. Don't be soft. <clears throat> I, you know, I don't like <laughs> I don't like tying. Um, Alomar Mays and um, <clears throat> and you and Henderson. I'm gonna go Willie Mays just because he played in so many of them. Ooh, but I think the true. answer is Lofton. Uh, I mean, oh, what do you got? I'm going to go with Henderson. It, it feels like the obvious choice, but it might just be an obvious answer. I don't know. Right? I mean, you would think that. Ricky Henderson. That's yep. not right. Ricky Henderson is not right. Dang. Willie Mays is right. Oh, fuck ah. Yeah. Got- Willie Mays had six. Six careers, stolen bases in the All-Star game. I've never been on this side of trivia, dude, and I don't like it. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> you know you how are. we feel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Shit. <laughs> oh, man, that, that's funny. That's a good, honest uh, – good honesty right there. <laughs> we got to get back to Upper Decker, bro, because I got to be in charge of this shit. Fuck. <laughs> All right, so that's one for Brett. Second question is going to be – um, an over-under, okay? Mm-hmm. And the number will be 1,000. Oh, shit. 1,000 different players with plate appearances in all-star game history. Oh, man. Uh... So 1,000 different players with plate appearances in all-star game history, over-under. Okay. Are we going to do a snake draft, Tony, you going first? Sure, that's fine. Get it home. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Um, we found out on a recent podcast or doing research for a recent podcast that there were several years where they were doing multiple All-Star games a year. So I think that'll play into. I'm going to go over. <laughs> All right. I'm in the middle again. Um, they started playing the All-Star game, I think, in the, let's see, late 50s, 40s, I don't remember. It was early, late, thir- late 30s, so two a year for a while. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tone. I'm also going to take the over. Yeah, I'm copping out, and I'm going over as well. I feel like that's – it's got to yep. be. It's got to yep. be. You guys got it. And it, but right. it, it was only by 97 different players. So No and, shit. Yeah, 1,097. Wow. I figured it would be a whole lot more than that, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was right on the threshold. Hmm. See, I was trying. Like, it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of different yeah. people, you know, to get at bats. You know. Mhm. Mhm. 
All right, so Brett as two, tying time with one. All right, so here we go. We're going to go another over-under. Oh, shit. And the number will be 50. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. How many batters have a career perfect 1,000 all-star game batting average? Oh. Oh, man. 50. I think I can name one off the top of my head if that counts for any bonus points. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, oh, hell. You know what? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. All right, Brett, what do you got? Well, I mean, the way I look, there's a lot of guys who probably only played in one game. Just so we break this up a little bit, Ty, you took the under? Sure did, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. Mm. I'm also thinking about pinch hitters and stuff like that. Um, but I just can't believe it's more than 50. I'm going under. All right. The correct answer is over. With God six, damn it. 60 batters at a career 1,000 all-star game batting average. That's bullshit. Can I get a half point? Because I know Joey Gallo's got 1,000. <laughs> He's one for one with one pitch and one home run. Dang. That's a fact. It's fine. Whatever, dude. I'm down by two. It's cool. Right on fire. I know. What the hell? He's never this good on our show. <laughs> yeah, Rob, what are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring him on just to host our trivia sessions. <laughs> you know what, though? I got inspired by... After I got done with you guys on your podcast, I was like, I was a little lamped up, you know. I was like, Oh yeah, dude. But I was like, Good. You're like it was the first form of like real competition of anything I've had in so long, and uh, <laughs> it was good to feel it, you know. And I was I was motivated to do it and find some questions, and because it's fun, because I right. learn I learn by playing, and I learn by also, you know, finding out all the information also. I hear you, buddy. I didn't know half as much shit as I did, and I'm so glad, like I said earlier, I'm on the uh, the supplying side of the questions generally. Yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. All right, so here we go. Question number four. Brett, we have Brett has three. Ty and Tone have one apiece. Oh, whack. Question number four. Going to be a multiple choice. Who has the third most right field starts in all-star game history? First is Aaron. Second is Roberto Clemente. Who is third? Tony Gwynn, Bryce Harper, Sammy Sosa, or Dal Strawberry. Career right field starts in an NL All-Star game. Hmm. Tony, you're up first, bub. I'm going Sosa. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Padre, Tony Gwynn. Oh, snap. I'm a, oh, what do you got, Ty? Just for sake of argument, I'm going Clemente. No, he was second. He was oh, one, shit. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah, that's all right. He was uh, one of the guys. So the other choices is Gwyn, Harper, Sosa, and Dallas Strawberry. Oh. Yeah, let's go Strawberry. Why not? Hell, let's go. Ty pulls in a little closer to the leaves. My oh, man, my man Darryl with five all-star starts. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. 
I yes. pulled that right out of my ass, and I figured you threw him in there because you're the Mets fan, buddy. <laughs> and regardless of what Rob tells you, Daryl Strawberry is not a better player than Stan Musial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Rob didn't say anything. You said it. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, well, I'm a whore, and I got paid to do it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, um, my, my other ego did it. It wasn't me. It wasn't Rob. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It was my Twitter burner account. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Brett, three, tie two, tone one. We've got question number five. Most innings pitched in an all-star game history. Roger Clemens, Tom Seaver, Don Drysdale, Randy Johnson, and or Juan Marichal. Snap. Clemens, Seaver, Drysdale, Randy, and Marischal. Tom oh. Seaver. Locking that one in. Tom Seaver. Locking it in. Ty's got Seaver. What do you got, Tone? Uh, I think Tone Tone's up third, right? Oh, guy, okay, but yeah. Either uh, way, sorry. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with. Uh, <clears throat> I'm also gonna go with Seaver just because the longevity. All right, we got two for Steve. All right, what do you got, Tone? Uh, I'm going big unit, man. Lock man for Randy Johnson. That's a good that that's a good choice. They're all pretty good choices. Uh, unfortunately, none of you guys got it right. Shit, dang! It was Don Drysdale with 19 innings. Huh. Damn. Marichal had the second most with 18. Clement and Seaver had 13 innings, and huh. Randy Johnson picked 12. 12 total innings. Dang. Damn. Yeah. Well, shoot. And so, hey, so we still got three, two, one. Brett, Ty, and Tone. All right. I'm getting even this time. I'm doing it. Let's go. Question number six, multiple choice. At first, I'm going to just give you a couple of wonderful facts about good Albert Pujols. It's funny you mentioned him. Age 40, 656 career homers. He needs five to pass Mays for fifth all-time. Oh. A-Rod is fourth with 696. It's 40 away. So he also has 3,202 hits. He needs 41 to move into 14th all-time. He also needs 117 to jump into the 10th all-time, pass Malta and be 10th all-time. So he had 120 hits last year. It's going to take some uh, – he's going to have to, you know, step it up a little bit. But my question for you, how many 200-hit seasons has Albert Pujols had? Is it five? Is it three? Is it one? Or is it seven? Well, hell. 200-hit seasons for Albert Pujols. Mr. Almost in top ten. Tone, that's you, big guy. Yeah, no. Um, this is a toughie. Woo, mm -hmm. baby. I don't know if he's trying to trick us. Man. <laughs> I might have learned something from uh, listening to you guys. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to go five. Okay. Tone, guess five. 200 it seasons for Mr. Pujols. The great Albert Pujols. Um, the great. 
Let's see, he's been playing since 2001. He was really good for a long time. Yeah. I'm going to go, hell, I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to go seven. Damn, dude, I was going to go seven too. Let's see. He played here for what, 10 years? He batted 300 all of those years. I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven too. Sticking to my guns. So we got Ty with seven, Brett pick seven, Tone pick five. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pujols, 3,202 hits. Like I said, almost 10th at all time, and he has had one. No! No Two, way. One wow. 200 hit season. Wow. Damn, dude. Unreal. Just, just one. But he, he got him. He still got him, but <laughs> it's, right. an, it's just interesting to. Uh, kind of ashamed yeah. of myself. Yeah, that that's wild, man. I guess he did get like, he did get walked a lot. You know, he got pitched around a lot. But still, though, like the the unanimous um, of you guys guessing that high is would I would get to be everybody's first reaction to like hearing that because that's all like that's all of our impression of Albert Pujols just a Absolutely, monster. man. You Shit. know, yeah. All right. All right, so we still got the same score here. <laughs> Brett's got three, Ty has two, Tone has one. All right, here we go. Question number seven, multiple choice. Who has the most career home runs? We'll give you a little background. First choice, Anthony Rendon. In the league for seven years. 994 career hits. Mookie Betts, age 27. 965 career hits. Lindor, age 26, 865 hits. Which out of them has the most home runs? Rendon, Betts, or Lindor? Oh, snap. I feel like Rendon's the safe bet. Isn't it wild that he doesn't have a thousand hits yet? I feel like yeah. he's 30 years old. It's so strange. When I looked at this stat, I'm like, this can't be real because I feel like he's been in the league for 13 years. Right. Right. Do you, ha- do you have how long all three of them have been around again? Seven seasons for Rendon, six for Betts, five for Lindor. I, I'm going to go Mookie, dude. I'm going Betts. Okay. I'm not trying to cap out, but I'm going Mookie too. That's just that was my as soon as you said it, I was like, that's the answer. So Mookie. That's what I was gonna do, but the only way I'm gonna come back, I don't think I can come back at this point. But <laughs> is the old is the old contrarian play? I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Anthony Rendon. I tone go to Rendon, Ty and Brett. With Mookie Betts, and Mookie Betts is correct. I'll take it, dude. I'll take it. I, yeah. I, I feel cheap for picking the same one, but I was positive it was the answer, and I'm not going out like that. So, <laughs> but You know what, though? It's only by three. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, wow. he had Rendon by three, and then Rendon only had Lindor by six. So, oh, wow. So, so they're all pretty close. Lindor's four years younger and two less, two less full seasons. And he has six six left homers than Lindon. So. Wow. I, you know, he's a beast, that kid. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. He's a stud. All right, guys. <sighs> That's it. That's all I have. That's it for trivia? Damn it, Brett. Damn it. You asshole. Trivia. 
Brett it's two in one week, boys. Brett goes four, <laughs> four right, tie three, tone with one. You know what? I'm betting three for seven on my first trivia appearance. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, sitting that was... below the Mendoza line, boys. <laughs> That's, you know, that was fun. That was, uh, it's, um, you know what, though? It's pretty nerve wracking even just asking you guys because I wasn't, I was trying not to fuck it up. <laughs> Dude, that's how I feel every I, uh, week, bro. One of them, one of them. I think the first one. I almost said the first like number. I put the number of the stolen bases in parentheses, mm-hmm. and I think I almost said it. I was like, "Whoa, zero in there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it is hard because like there's times where I'll have typos in the question, and I gotta like read it as I'm like looking at it. I'm like, "Shit, that's not right," and I have to like rush and try and make it right in my head before <laughs> I say it. Oh man, I gotta start paying more attention. <laughs> Oh, man, that was good stuff. All right, so now I want to go into a little uh, award predictions for the MLB on the season. ALNL MVP, ALNL Cy Young, and ALNL Rookie of the Year. Plus oh, yeah. one bold prediction of yours, which could be a player or a team prediction. Perfect. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, man, I feel good. Let's All do right. it. I got a bold prediction that might knock you guys' socks off. Oh, wow. I don't know, man. I got a pretty good one, too. All right, all right. I'm not as confident about mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do mine real quick. All right, perfect. And then I'll ask you guys yours. So I'm going with NL MVP, Bryce Harper. Yes, dude, I love that. NL Cy Young, Josh Hader. Oh. Yeah, I think he's going to have – a crazy amount of wins and saves, like maybe in the top 10 in both. Yeah, dude. He could also get like a zero earned run average uh, on the yeah. career. He might be the only guy at a hundred, like near a hundred strikeouts. If he pitches 50 innings. Uh, yeah. Good call, man. Shit. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. And then rookie of the year in the end, I'm going Lux. Um, I think the DH helps him get them up out there. Or, mm. or there. AL MVP. I'm going Shohei Otani. Really? Ooh, right. Okay. I All think right. he's. I think he's trying to prove like how valuable he is, and I like. I admire that he's going for it. Like I watched. I love Dion. Like he was one of my favorite players. And I just a lot of people get like held back of doing what they want to do. Sure. They have to worry about his health fine, but maybe he's like, I just want to play. Like just right. let me play. Like I don't need the rest. Just put me in. Like just let me do it. You know. Mm-hmm. I think though, just his dual his dual eligibility is he's going to put up some crazy numbers both ways. Fair enough. I'm going Shane Bieber for my Cy Young, and Brandon McKay on the of the of the uh, Rays for my AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's a that's a weird case to make because he's had so many appearances already, but he's still like rookie eligible. He's still fucking rookie mm-hmm. eligible. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I was and I was kind of thinking the same. I think he can be like n- like not Josh Hader, but I think he can start relieve like bulk in the middle and possibly even close like they could use eight guys to close the rays can do so many i just think he might just have that opportunity to come in some like slash you know style role and you know yeah the rays have so many good pitchers dude they could go out with a new pitcher every inning and still win like (laughs) 45 games or something they can they can i really uh i mean I would say they're, like they're they're my favorite team to pay attention to outside yeah. of the Mets. Like they're all like they're all like super relievers. Like they don't have like a bona fide like starter other than like Glass now I guess or Snell. But like even them, they could pitch like three shutout innings in the in the latter of the game if they wanted to. 
position players play everywhere. Like, like one guy plays all positions. Right. Two two guys do everything but catcher and second base. Like it's just amazing. They have they implement a system all throughout the organization, and mm-hmm. so every time they step up, it's the same. You know, it's just clockwork. They do it with like not a lot of money as compared to the other teams. So right. You know. All right. So and my bold prediction is Fran Mill Reyes will lead the league in homers. Fran Mill, my man. Dude, I love that prediction, man. My Franimal, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go tone first. Let's let's hear what tone gonna go. Unless you guys want to do like each each award and give your picks, or you just guys want to rattle off. Ooh. Let's each, you know what, let's do let's do that. Yeah. Each, so we'll, each award. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go All each right. award around the horn, and then and then we'll just move on to the next award, and then Damn. we'll give our bold picks at the end. NL MVP. Yeah, Tom. I'm going Ty's boy, Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay. He's just so freaking talented. It's, I don't know, man. He's just unreal. Mm-hmm. Like it. Sound pick. All right. Um, I actually went with Mookie Betts. I think he's nice. going to have a big impact in Hollywood this year. Ooh. I love You're it. going back-to-back MVPs in, se- in different leagues, man? I, I, I also went Ronald Acuna Jr., though. That dude is just unreal. And, you know, your Bryce Harper pick made me second-guess it. But I'm sticking. I'm sticking to my guns with Acuna, man. All right, I like it. I like it. We got two, two Acuna and a Mookie Betts. I like it. I, I, I love both of those picks. Let's go to uh, now NL Cy Young. Tone, what do you got? All right, NL Cy Young. I'm going Walker Bueller, man. Uh, okay, nice. Dude's so good, and I, he's still young, and I think he's just getting better and better. I like it. Team, I think they're set up to adopt the same thing as the Rays. They're just they can do so many things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What do you got? What? I got two guys down. I have to pick one. Ooh. Um, you do have to. Pick you know one. what? I'm gonna go with Luis Castillo. Oh Yo! man. Me too, dude. Did I looked you? at that, man. Yeah. You know what's funny is I I had him as a close second, right behind Hater. I was I was going either one. That's crazy. I I think the Reds are going to run away with some shit. I think it's going to get weird out there in Cincy. I think Luis Castillo, Bauer, dude, they're going to go off. Not so fast, my friend. (laughs) 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 Bro, your center fielder bats like 210, bro. Gold glove defense. Yeah, whatever. He's a less good Kevin Kiermaier. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Who are you talking about, Ty? Harrison Bader, my dude. Oh, man. He's a uh, point of contention in our household that we have over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. I'm super psyched about Tom, Tommy Edmund this year. I think he's going mm-hmm. to be a stud in fantasy. And going forward, I just I think he's, he's great. He's quick. He can hit power, you know? I do yeah. like Tommy Edmund a lot. And he's on yeah. my team. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick thing about the Cardinals. A little brief history about my history of the Cardinals is um, when I used to play Stratomatic with my brothers. Um, they had an unbelievable team to play with because f- the way you stole, if you rolled and you got a hit, the way the steal is, every player had a rating, and the Cardinals were like, you rolled, you rolled the dice. Well, event- eventually. It went to rolling a 20-sided dice, but it used to be like a flip thing, and it was 1 through 20. And, like, Vince Coleman and um, 
McGee and Smith and Tommy Hurd, they were all like one to 18 or one to 19. So to oh, steal wow. second. So I would like steal second and, you know, and then <laughs> I flip it and it's like a steal. And then to, to steal third, like one to 13, I'm like still third, you know, <laughs> and right. like it was still third. <laughs> and I just remember because like now I, you know, now I'm like, yeah, swing away in that game, in that moment. Cause that's the way my brothers played. You got to use the speed. You got to use the speed. And that team was full of speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full of Whitey speed. Ball. Got Fula Castillo Castillo for the NL Cy Young. So now we got NL Rookie of the Year, Tone. I'm going to be a homer here, and I'm going Dylan Carlson. Love it. For the Cardinals. I think uh, there's a lot of flexibility in that outfield this year, um, but I think they're going to just give him a shot and and let him run with it at some point. And I think he's going to do big things when he gets in that spot. I love it. I think the same thing. Um, I also think the same thing. And um, for the exact same reasons that Tone stated. So (laughs) Dylan Carlson, Rookie of the Year 2020. All right. Well, I'm going to stick to my roots then, and I'm going to go Christian Patchy for the Braves. Ooh, boy. He made the squad. He's, I think he's like the number two, number one, number two overall prospect, I think, behind Wander Franco. And. I mean, the dude's just been a big deal down there in the minors for a minute. I know it's kind of like the same deal as the Cardinals, though. There's a log jam in the outfield, and they're going to have different players all the time. But I think he's going to make some kind of a splash when he comes up. Nice. I like that pick. All right. We got – you guys are really on point. I just want to let you guys know. Uh, dude, we didn't, even you. we didn't even talk about these. I told them not to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so a um now we got al mvp tone what do you got i'm going maddie chapman god damn it tone me too bro <laughs> are you serious i swear man oh my gosh that's crazy um my thought is this so i don't think that i think a lot of the offensive stats this year are going to be close because it's only a 60 game season so you might only have you're going to have guys tied for, for the league lead in various categories. You might have people that are leading the league by one or two hits or RBIs or whatever it is. Um, Cause there's just not that much time for one person to pull away. So I really think defense is going to be more of a factor in determining MVP voting this year. And obviously Chapman's got that. So that's, that's my thought process there. I like that thought process. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, they're going to like, you're going to get more of a quick uh, snapshot of value of a guy because of the condensed season. So you're going to have like stats, but so you got to have the separators. Yeah. I mean, if you got yeah. guys, you know, if you're comparing three guys and they've got, you know, 21, 20, and 19 home runs and they got, you know, 60, 58, 59 RBIs, you're going to have to look at something bigger than that, like defense to, to you know, distinguish them. Mm-hmm. That's literally the exact same thing I thought. Chappie's brought home, you know, two platinum gloves already. You know, if he makes that difference, if it's between like him and Chris Bryant or some shit, like that's very capable of happening. Like Chris Bryant and Matt Chapman having almost the exact same batting average, uh, home runs, all that shit. But it's very obvious that Chapman's the better defender. So that's exactly where I went to. Nice. nice. All right. Are you guys ready for this one? Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Is it Matt Chapman? Goldschmidt. No. Well, Paul Goldschmidt's in the National League, sir. Oh, shit. I thought. <laughs> All right. Tim Anderson. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. real high on that boy, huh? I'm real high. I am okay. high on Tim Anderson. I thought, I thought when I started talking about him the other day, you guys said, eh. No, no, I, no. I definitely said, eh. You want okay. to love Tim Anderson. Bad for average. Steal some wow. bags. His defense yeah. is dog shit. <laughs> but, and I don't know. I, big, big things this year. I don't think last year was an aberration. A lot of people do. I do. I've been wrong before. So, we'll see, boys. He he, it's 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 wild because like he doesn't like the underlying metrics. He doesn't show like the level of contact he needs to like keep up to bat that high. But like we've said that they said that about him for like two straight years, and he keeps exceeding that. So who knows? Like maybe, yeah, I don't know. Like I I think he's such a a tough guy to judge, but he is a sick athlete, and you know he likes the backflip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I love the guy as like as a player. I just don't think that he's gonna be. I think last year was a fluke. I but, like the team though too because like my actually backup to Otani was Moncada. I think I think ooh. I think he's got like a, a a big you know like chance to just reel off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the monster. You know. All right. Well, then I would like to make a bet with the three of you. Oh shit, Rob, this will require you taking the trip down the old. Uh, Whatever highway gets here from <laughs> Jersey, I will bet you a round of beers that Anderson does better than Chapman in the MVP voting. What? And all Otani. Right. All right. Put it on record. Yeah, I'll, I'll take down. that bet all day. Yeah, any okay. day of the week. Yeah, well, I I'll bet come, with I'll, my heart, not with my brain, but I got a good feeling. I'll come <laughs> out of my drinking retirement to sip that beer coldly right in front of you, bro. We might have to do it at a park, separated by six feet, but we'll do it. What if I disagree with the Otani, but I agree with him passing um, Chapman? Can I? Can I still have a beer? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. I'll tell you what, buddy. You come down here, we'll all buy you beers. All yeah, day. that's true. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I gotta say, y'all tripping. Me and Tone are the right ones. Y'all, y'all out of your minds. Chapman. We'll <laughs> I will tell. I mean, that Chapman is i mean a solid choice very solid choice i mean people might think i'm insane but yeah we do anderson they do yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know duck on the, the moon bouncing around over here <laughs> in this in this short season of like crazy variants like if, if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen in this season yeah that's mm-hmm. fair you know, exactly it's like i'll give you that you no know, like like what if um you know like Nate Ivaldi gets hot and just like it has better numbers than anybody. No, I'm serious. Like it's, it, it, I'm just saying. Like it's in the realm of like possibilities, right? Especially if the upper guys are like not throwing as many innings. But all it takes is one guy to get hot, Matt yep. Shoemaker, or Trent Thornton, or Spencer Turnbull, and you're like, Spencer, Spencer Turnbull won the. Let's get my on. notebook out. Hold on. <laughs> all right. So, um, a- AL Cy Young. What do we got, Tone? All right, I, I'm I'm seriously wondering if Ty and I are gonna agree on this one too. I don't think so, dude. I I know exactly okay. what you're gonna say. Go ahead. All right, man. Um, Al Cy Young. I'm going with Mike Clevenger. I he he was. I really wanted to pick him at the beginning of the se- season, like back in, you know, March when we still thought there was gonna be a full season. Um, but he you know he was supposed to be hurt for a few games at the beginning and. I didn't know if he'd be able to put the, you know, all the stats together over the whole year. But in the shortened season, going club. That's dog. Nice. Rob, I'm going to agree with you and go with the Beebs. All right. 
Look at that. Nice for Shane Bieber. A little Bieber love. I just like that um, the, um, they're playing the Tigers, uh, Royals, and Pirates a mm-hmm. lot of times. A lot of times. Like, it's crazy. Like, the, you know, just you never really – I look at schedule a little bit, but not like – enough be where it's going to make a difference this year. Like certain, certain guys are going to face lesser teams more often. Absolutely. You still got to capitalize that. Obviously it's not, it's not a lock. Baseball is not a lock, but. Right. All right. I'm done All talking. right. Go. I wanted to go Clevenger. Clevenger's my dude. I love Clevenger. I predicted him back when we were in March for the full season. I thought Clev was going to do it. I'm going Tyler Glass now of the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, I like this pick. Okay. He's three years younger than Clevenger. You know, they've both dealt with injuries, but I think him being younger, him being somewhat the forefront of that rotation, having to perform in these 60 games, you know, if Snell comes out and shits the bed like he did last year, you have to rely on Glass now, and he's got to come out there and do it. Clevenger's got, you know, Plesak. He's got um, uh, Bieber to fall back on, you know. <sighs> I'm going, yeah, I got to go Glass now. I like it. I, I really do because, I mean, he's shown the ability in brief spurts to really be dominant. And yeah. he's younger than Clevenger. Like, I uh, – he's a little younger than Clevenger. And, you know, he's um, – I don't know. I just like the way the Rays – even if he just throws three, four innings, but imagine he doesn't give up any runs. In exactly. And exactly. ends up with, like, a .3 ERA. Yeah, and he gets, like, ten strikeouts in the four innings or yeah. some shit. Yeah, you know? you know, I don't – you know, he's, he's – uh, He's got dominant in, in, in short spurts. I, I, I like that. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we got Clevenger, Bieber, and Glass now. All right. Some good picks right there. Yeah. Uh, AL Rookie of the Year. My AL Rookie oh. of the Year is Luis Robert. I, uh, I'm high on this guy, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of high on the White Sox this year. Um, it's tough to tell. I don't know how far they'll go, but I just like that he's got some good pieces around him. I feel like he's in a good position to succeed in his first season. So I like that. I like the White Sox too. I took them in the Blue Jays on uh, the sports book. Ooh, nice. All right. Blue Jays were like plus 10,000 to, uh, to win the World <laughs> Series. It's 35 bucks. Like, what can go wrong, right? For 35 right. Bucks? Yeah. Right. Hell yeah. 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 All right. I like that. Let's go White Sox. All right, what do you got, Brett? I also have Luis Robert. Oh. Um, the dude can flat out hit. And he's just toolsy as hell, so. I like it. Yep. Make it three, dog. Make it fucking three, baby. <laughs> All right, Luis Robert. Just, it, and it officially is Robert, right? Yes, it mm-hmm. is Robert. Um, and I do want to say right quick, I have Matt Chapman. Mike Clevenger, Tyler Glass now, and Luis Robert all on my fantasy team. So if any of our predictions work out right, I got a good one going now. There you go. Dang, dude. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. That's why you didn't uh, vote for the redraft. Yeah, dude. Fuck no. I ain't redrafting. Uh, <laughs> a great team. Oh, so, oh, that's a good segue. I'm actually going to, you know, I was thinking about this question a little bit. Like, did you guys change any rules in your leagues? Like, what did you guys do? No. Nothing so far, man. We're going to ride yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a draft already or you didn't? Yeah, yeah. we had a draft back in ah gosh, I don't even remember what date it was. It wasn't it wasn't as close to the season as we normally would, um, just because scheduling and stuff. Right. So it was a I don't know what, it was about a few weeks out, guys. Something I think like it was that. I think it was like mid to early March. Yeah. It was um, still cold out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we did. we talked about it though. We decided we we were kind of talking like, okay, do we redraft because people might have a different draft strategy and stuff. But I think as the commissioner, like I think for me, it came down to I didn't feel comfortable punishing people that drafted well by telling them they you know had to forfeit their whole team. So yeah, no, I I get it. That's one of the factors that you know I'm the commissioner too in a couple of weeks, but. In my main home league, yeah, that's, you know, I felt like the biggest responsibility was to, you know, I mean, some people may have, may have wanted to redraft, but everyone was pretty good. Everyone was pretty understandable. We, we totally, actually, we kept the draft date with the reason that we never wanted to redraft. That's what we agreed upon. We had set it Sunday, and um, a couple of the guys were like, well, I just can't reschedule. Like, you know, my life is so busy, so. We're yeah. like, all right, let's tell them, let's just do it. Everyone set this, the Sunday night aside, let's just do it. And we're sticking to everything, you know. But uh, we're yeah. playing like a head-to-head league but so on CBS. So the only thing we're doing is where they have an option where you can um, – it's a standing breakdown. So for head-to-head categories, um, it shows your record versus every team in the league for that one week. So it's like if there's a 12-team league – um, it's you versus the versus everyone else's stats, and you'll get like a record like ten and one, or you know, nine and two. Nice. Yeah. 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 So to like make more of uh, make up the difference, and so there's like a little less variance. Like the best. It's That's actually, cool. I like that. Sure. It's actually something we use as a tiebreaker rather than head to head. For the last spot in the playoffs, we use um, the the standing breakdown versus the league and gotcha yeah yeah it's it's just a good measure because i'm a big fan of roto but for head-to-head i feel like that doing it like that gives you like a still uh a way to um you know give value to the teams that are doing the best or so it doesn't waste your home runs and all that stuff like right sure you know you hit 23 homers the other guy hits three and you're like wow like all i needed was four (laughs) right (laughs) exactly (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, what do we got now? Bold predictions, huh? Mm-hmm. Where we yeah. go? Tone, what do you got? Give me. All right, man. My bold prediction is that no pitcher will have over a hundred strikeouts this year. So, Not a single one, huh? I don't know. I did a little math just to like make sure I wasn't being too ridiculous. Um. If you took Garrett Cole's strikeouts last year and broke him down over a 60-game season, he would have 120. But he was pretty far ahead, and I don't foresee him um, repeating that level of success in the AL East. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. But that's, that's okay. a bold prediction. I like it. All right. Brad, what do you got? Prediction. I have the White Sox win the American League Central. Nice. They uh, they added Keuchel, uh, Gio Gonzalez. They added uh, Edwin Carnacion, Yasmani. Um, you have Robert coming up, Michael Kopech's coming back. Um, Tim Anderson, like I said, I'm super high on him. Maybe a little too high. Maybe yep. a little Nick Madrigal, yeah. maybe? Yeah, you got, you got Nick Madrigal out there. You got uh, Eloy Jimenez. You got Abreu, uh, Juan like just, like I'm it. super high on the White Sox. So yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be a common like I heard Von Darling even saying the same thing today on the uh, 
on MLB Network, you know, they just like everyone took notice of what they did. They brought in some mm -hmm. real solid veterans to merge with these up and coming, you know, young, young studs, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think right. if the arms, if the arms hold through a little bit for them, it's going to work out pretty well. Mm -hmm. You know, but they need like C's and Kopech to really be healthy and try to, right. and try to like, you know. I hope in these like short spurt they just let them go. Hey, look, hey, listen, give us. You just gotta give us your best thirty innings, right now. For sure, so even, for sure. Just even give me your best thirty, like max effort. Like you, mm -hmm. every guy should be able to go, you know, and ramp up and do that right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ty and I were watching. I don't remember what it was the other day, but Kopech was on there throwing, oh, and just, it was just nasty. Yeah, dude, seemed, I don't even think we mentioned uh, Lucas Giolito either. If, mm -hmm. That dude, yeah. that dude, finally like. Finally figured it out yesterday or yesterday last year. He just put it all together. It might have been yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> it might have been right. Yeah, and um, it's funny because when he altered his delivery, I remember watching the new one. Like they had it split up, and I'm like, it still doesn't look very comfortable. <laughs> and right, but somehow he just, you know, he he fixed something. It worked for him, and yeah, he yeah. he got a ton better. Yep. All right, so, my bold prediction. What do you got? <sighs> It's a two-parter. You ready for this shit? Oh, okay. A two-parter. Tampa Bay Rays sign Yasiel Puig, wow. and, and they win the World Series. Dang. Wow. That is bold. <laughs> wow. Both you know of them. I, I'll be honest, I, I really like that. Yeah. Too. I, think, I think the World Series is – I really like, I mean, the smartest money, in my opinion, is that the Rays are built to win mm -hmm. in such ways that this crazy season might be. I, I mean, that's, uh, I don't think they signed Puig, but if they did, it'd be pretty interesting. Nah, see, they I just mean, traded. They got bum-ass Hunter Renfro. So they can go ahead had, and just get rid of him. And he then had 29 home, he, he had 29 homers in one half a year. And yeah, but his eight. name's Hunter Renfro, dude. Get I out. know. Oh, yeah, he's. He's yeah, that's a. I don't know why I have a vendetta against that guy. I have they no tried to Tommy why. Fam for him. They're not going to get rid of Hunter Renfro. <laughs> you don't know, bro. You don't know nothing. <laughs> they traded I, Tommy Fam. They had no reason to do that, and they did. Well, Tommy Fam also got coronavirus today, so they they looked at Renfro being like seven years younger, more control, that's money wise, fair. and he showed a, a serious ass. And and you know what? He actually was like, I think he was up there in like outfield assist. So he's pretty good. I don't know. The Rays, I say, I just don't question what the Rays do. Yeah, right. I, 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 I just won't. I just like, well, that has to be a good move because they don't really make non-good moves. <laughs> oh, you're trying to sway me, Rob, and you're not going to do it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm curious to see how the Rays uh, utilize their pitching staff in a shortened season like this just because they've been, they've been the most aggressive in that sense, you know, mm -hmm. um, as far as they kind of invented the opener concept and um, – I'm just curious. They're going to get creative, I think. Yep. They're very, yeah, they're very proactive, and the managers and um, all throughout, they have the ability. I think they give everyone – they set everyone up, you know, to do the best they can, like uh, – and they do it well. Like they – I don't know, I'm reading a book, and it just talks about the um, – like how much they pay attention to scouting and technology, and mm -hmm. like they feel they can identify – you know, talent at a, you know, very, you know, cheap cost and produce a great result. And it's proven they're Absolutely. winning like 97 games off of like a $40 million salary. 
you know, something, yeah. and it's done on like such a different level. It's like pretty good. It's pretty impressive. So it's a good season for them to try to just, you know, capture all this craziness, and um, they're built for it. You know. Yep. yep. Go sign Puig and get it done. Puig. All right. So that was uh, pretty pretty good. You guys had some pretty good uh, picks out there. I think we some like picks, some some you know some out there picks, but who never like. We don't know. This is the year. This is the year we'll get yep. some some great picks. All right, so now we're going to do something a little interesting. We're going to have a home run derby draft. Um, jack balls. So, so we're going to draft four plays each. Um, the goal is to draft the most home runs for this upcoming season from a player pool that had, from last year, over 300 plate appearances and – Equal to and uh, equal to a less than fifteen home runs, so only from that player pool we're gonna draft four guys, and most home runs at the end of the year will win a magnet. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. I got what's the, the magnet look like? I got the pull hitter um, stickers and magnets coming in the mail. Hell yeah, dude! And Beautiful. I got some. I got. I'm gonna send all you guys stickers for sure, and the winner of. Of uh, of this home run draft is going to win the magnet. That's what I'm talking right. about, baby. Hey, All we right. got stickers on the way too, so they're oh, coming. Yeah, to man. Last time, absolutely. I'm we got psyched. you, bro. I'm psyched, you know, I, I, and it was another process. Like, it's all been processes. Like, you know, the, the editing and, you know, talking to the mic by, by myself when I'm doing the podcast alone and, um, you know, like, right, like just all this, the whole experience. So it's just another thing that entered, you know, my life. Hell yeah, dude. Great. My man. Oh, boy. All right. So here we go. Uh, Ty, you want to spin your magical um, wheel? Way ahead of you, good buddy. We got Tone with the first overall. So much pressure. Tone first. All right. And then who's – you got the rest? You want to lay out the order? Yep. You're second, Rob. All right. Shit. Don't give me last. Come on. Ha! I'm third. And then last. All right. We're doing Snake? Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. All right, boys. I know who you're going, Tone. I already know. No, you don't. So, so before, like, we, you know, we started up, I just wanted to say, like, I just thought it would be, like, a fun tool to, um, you know, I don't know. I try to do this in, like, in regular seasons. I, like, I try to pick a threshold like this. Um, Well, this was, like, a little more advanced than I've ever got because I just started doing stat head, which is great. Yeah. Um, But... I like to just give myself like exercises, like to try to like guess like maybe who might pick up their power. The the non-obvious sources, like we all think about the same players for fantasy and even real life, like the same guys. And it's just like a cool little practice, like, you know, speculate maybe where you think someone might, you know, jump up next year. Exactly. All right. So That's let's go. Fun. My man Tone, what do you got first? All right, boys. I'm going with David Dahl. Nice. That's a mm, great pick. He's got good stuff, man. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a comeback here, and he's in Colorado, so he's got that going for him. I love that yep. pick. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever, dude. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Vlad Jr. 
Yep. That was a tough call, man. That was my number two right there. Once I saw the list, I my whole thought was, look at everyone else but Vlad, because I just like, there's no way I'm going to get him, but I'm glad exactly. I got him. All right, what do you got? Die. Oh, shit. I got one guy lined up, but I don't think you guys are going to take him second round. I'm going to wait for him. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Steven Piscotty. Wow. Nice. I don't like you very much, Ty, bastard. (laughs) Um, hmm. Well, I'm going to go with AJ Pollock. I like that pick. Ooh, and you get back to back picks, good big dog. With the DH, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And then with my second pick, I'm going to go with. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Yandy Diaz. Ooh, nice. God, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one, man. Fuck. You guys, this is this is fun. I mean, I, I've this never is, been... I was so excited when I found out what this was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I've never been more interested to zone in on these guys than ever before. Yeah. Uh, shit. All right. Do I go with the handsome man in baseball? I don't think no I do. Boy. Nope, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go. Let's see, I got Piscotti. You know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going Alex Verdugo. Wow. Nice pick, Verdugo. Out there in Boston, he got the short right porch, man. He might put him out. All right, I'm going to go Bobby Cano. Oh, he's on my list too. Dang, dude. I was just looking at him. I was like, I, I didn't want to reach, but I had it like, I couldn't take the chance. Right. That, that I was just, I have to take my guy. And I don't know. I remember right before it got shut down, I saw him on, on, on SNY here, the, the med station. And uh, he just looked like his arms were busting out of his under armor shirt. I'm like, <laughs> boy, juiced up and ready to go again, baby. <laughs> All right, All boys, right. my Double second pick. pick. Oh, yeah, I guess second and third. All right, so I'm going to go Oscar Mercado with my second it's... pick. Uh, he's only 24 years old. He had 15 last year. I think he's going to well surpass that this year. Well, oh, averaged over 162. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, and then my third, I'm going with – I'm going with Joey Votto making a comeback Ooh. this year. Ooh. All right. All right, I like it. I'm going to go Benintendi. Ah, uh, he's also on my list. Damn it, Rob. Uh, you know what I like about him and Robbie? Like, they still can get the bat on the ball. Like, you know, like they – I feel like when I watch them both, even though, they, like, they both – Benintendi kind of took a step back. He tried to put on too much weight, and he just – he tried to hit too much power last year. He changed yep. everything. And I feel like he just goes back to driving the ball. Like, he's still a young dude. And, oh, yeah, so that's my thought. I'm trying to think of, like, guys who could put the bat on the ball, like, and wouldn't – like, natural hitters who wouldn't take too much, you know, time and uh, getting their time back, you know? Because I feel sure. like it's uh, – I think I think it's a tough thing to, like, try to come back and face pitchers. Mm-hmm. Like, the timing. Like, some pitchers have been, been throwing, you know? But right. batters haven't been hitting, like, live pitching, you know? All right. Yeah, so – You guys ready for my third pick? What do you got? Jake Marisnik of the New York Mets. He right. is finally, I think, going to get a starting position. Really? So 
I, dude, I think so. Back in 2017, dude, he, I mean, back when they were banging trash cans, he had 16 dingers and 230 at bats. I like moves. So, I'm welcoming him at the Mets, you know, the nice, solid, like, baseball player. That's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah I think he, listen, he, he plays good defense. He's going to be out there, you know, subbing for everybody. So, I like it. I like that pick. Um, this player's on the list. You guys obviously didn't see him. <laughs> Tommy Edmond. Yeah. Nice pick. Dang it. <laughs> nice pick. Then, uh, and no one took Mike Trout yet. <laughs> 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 and then uh, after my Tommy Edmond pick, <laughs> Nick, Nick Senzel, Cincinnati Reds. Ooh. All right. That's some solid picks right there. Hmm. All right, I'm torn between two guys. Well, fuck, I'm torn between three guys. Yeah. Oh, all right, pick a hand, Rob. My right or my left? Oh, left. My left? Ahmed Rosario, shortstop. Oh, nice pick, bro. I like that. I, 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 like, the, uh, I like the Mets representation on your team here. You know what, man? I think they're going to be sneaky good, dude. They've got a – I don't think they're going to – no offense, I don't think they're going to win anything crazy this year. But again, like we said, sixty games, dude. They might. You never fucking know. So. Yeah, I wish Thor was still out there. You know, like that. Right. I, I feel like, and not to even just be like too optimistic as a fan, but mm-hmm. I feel like with Thor out there, we had a really good shot. And it, it's wild though. Like, the the odds still show them as pretty decent favorites, and I don't I don't see it. But whatever. Right. All right. So, I like that Rosario. So I'm gonna go. Mr. Chris Davis on the Orioles. Dude, that was my other pick. Yeah. I'm He's got to get it together at some point, right? I mean. He was smashing the ball when he's raining. I'm rooting for All him. right. I like him. All right. Close it out, Tone. Closing it out with David Peralta of the Ooh. Diamondbacks. Um, Good get. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, – I like what he can do. Uh, a couple years ago, he had – 30 home runs, so we'll see if uh, if he can put it together this year. I like that. That was good. Uh, wow. So, let's see. I'm just looking at from last year's totals. Guys who didn't get picked real quick, Matt Carpenter. Well, there's a reason for that. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, Brandon Dixon and Brandon Jury had 15. Adam Eaton had 15. Luke Dude, I – Adam Eden was a close one for me. Yeah. I wanted to go. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, good, good. I wanted to go Jake Bowers, too, maybe. Wow. But yeah. Mm. I, th- I think with Oscar Mercado kind of showing his face, I think Jake Bowers might get less of an appearance up there. Yeah. I like that. So that's fun. So we got Tone with David Dahl, Oscar Mercado, Joey Votto, and David Peralta. God, that's a good team. This is fun. I like, I like that. I got Vlad Jr., Robbie Cano, Ben Intendi, and Chris Davis. Oh, that's also really good. <laughs> Ty's got Steven Piscotti, Alex Verdugo, Jake Marisnik, and Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario. That's and Brett got AJ Pollock, Yandy, Yandy Diaz, Tommy Edmond, and Nick Sendell. Good squad. I like this. This is, this is going to be pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I'm so looking too. forward to following this. Oh, I can't, yeah. try to fig- uh, 
Can't wait to hang my magnet up, boys. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at the fridge right now. I'm like, I think I got a spot right th- okay, right down there in the corner. <laughs> Freezer no, door. This is yeah. This is gonna be different and fun. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, excited for this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some other ones we can do. You know, so maybe if you guys have any ideas, just let me know. Hey, sounds um, good, buddy. All right, so that was good. All right, so I got some stuff that I want to ask you guys. Some questions here. Okay. No more trivia, no more pressure, <laughs> no more projections. Or, all right, this is <laughs> just uh, easy going from here on out. Going, huh? Easy going. So, I want to ask you guys personally to give me one player that you did not like or you should not have liked because maybe you played on like <laughs> against one of your favorite teams' rival, but that you would have gladly taken on your team and tell me why you would take this player on your team. So I'm looking for two like guys that you like really, you know, you know, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I give it to him. You know, I take him on my squad. Sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, let me hear that. Let's start off with Brett. Okay. Are we doing two players or just one? What's that? We're, we're doing oh, one just player one player or two. Yeah, just, just one, one player. Okay. Yeah, sure. just one player. All right. I got Javi Baez. No way. I mean, I know. Are Javi you Baez? No, I, I have guess. the same answer. Really? Yeah. One of the most just exciting young players in baseball, and that dude can do it all. And he yeah. is, he has fun playing the game. I have fun watching him play the game. He plays okay. for our most hated rival, but he's must-see TV. It's because it's the rival thing, not because you don't like him, right? No, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I have cool. all the respect in the world for him. Yeah, I love me some El Mago, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Man. He plays for the Cubs. I remember, no, I'm with, I remember since he came in the league, I just like love watching him swing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know, like, he needs to, you know, try to get the bat in the ball. I'm like, he's doing fine. This is great to watch. <laughs> he would just take monster cuts, you know, and just, but he's, he's great. And then he goes out in the field and he's, he was just, he made some. Magic hands out there, baby. What an athlete. What an athlete, you know? Just yeah, yeah. Elite. I remember just, uh, I, him and Yachty. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I'll go next because I picked the same answer as you, but um, just to everything you said. But he just looks so effortless when he's playing, man, whether it's at the plate or, you know, um, in the field. I, I just think he's a natural talent and exciting to watch. And he's got a – I think he's got a long, good career still ahead of him too, mm-hmm. so – yeah, I th- yeah, I think you're right. People fail to realize he's still a pretty young guy, even though he's been around for so long, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's, um, you know, something, too, like, to remember, like, not a lot of these guys get it right off the bat. And it took him, like, just a little longer than normal. But they, the Cubs stuck with him. You know, he was a little wild at first, but then he just – just a total package, you know. Agreed. All right. So since y'all agreed on that, what I'm going to And y'all will also probably agree with this. Ryan fucking Braun. Ew. I hate the dude. Cannot stand <laughs> the guy. But if somebody was like, oh, the Rangers just signed Ryan Braun and he's going to DH this year, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take it. I mean, I know that he's a piece of shit. I know that he's done steroids, got away with it, and then got busted again. I'll still take him though for what he does on the field, man. 
Yeah, I'm not yeah, even mad. I'm not even mad about the steroids. I'm mad about like the process he went through to just yeah, uh, it's it's the yeah. lying, like, the bullshit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the stem, like just alone, like this, you took it. I don't really give a shit. Right. If you but could skill it, if you could skill it, and uh, that's just my opinion. If you could skill it and get by it, these guys are gonna do it. It's your natural, your natural thing to want to compete and be better than everyone around you. These right. guys have these guys have so much at their control, so much access to stuff. Yeah. Right. My biggest thing was kind of like you said, you know, he he got busted with it. Yeah. And then he lied and lied. appealed and won the appeal. Are you? Yeah. Kidding? But. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take 30 dingers from old Ryan Braun in Texas any day. I like that. that, that see, that's good. That's good. It's a, you know, yeah. you took, you took a, a possible bag of shit of a person on your team, but <laughs> he sees, you know, he's listen. I'll, he's, I'll trade it for a trophy any day. Yeah, I agree with you. And he's still, I think like, um, I feel like if you're facing him in a playoff game, it's not a guy. I don't think you want to face for your pitcher. He's still exactly. got that. He's still got that fear. You know, of of other pitchers, without a doubt. Yeah, but still, fuck that guy. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> he has herpes too. <laughs> ouch. Sure. Ouch. 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 I once got removed from a um, game. I'm not proud of this. There was a uh, whiskey involved. I was in the bleachers. Ryan Braun was in the outfield, and about the fourth inning rolled around. I was asked to leave. This sounds like a very <laughs> Brett thing. I was young. I've uh, I I don't yell as much anymore, as much. I'm a father now. <laughs> I need to kind of tone that down. But that happened. So fuck Ryan Braun. <laughs> what about you, Rob? You got a guy? Oh, uh, so I got a guy. I got so many guys, but <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chipper Jones. You know, I oh you dickhead. I shouldn't have. You know, <laughs> I can't like this guy. I just remember the Braves, their run, and, you know, Chipper. And I just remember even, like, David Justice. I love David Justice. I loved his swing. I loved his helmet to protect his ear. He had the – oh, there you go. You see that? You, you see go. that? There it is. Love me some Braves, baby. Yeah, man. I was just uh, – you know, they. it was just a fun – team to watch it's like I was 12 like watching this team and it was just enjoyable like watching everyone do the chop and uh you know getting amped up and like I said I love Dion so I watch. I remember watching that but Chipper yeah and David Justice but yeah I would say Chipper because he destroyed us but that he did you know, I just he destroyed a lot of people <laughs> you know so we oh man crazy story we had access to some really good Met seats when I was younger and I remember the box for the four, four front row seats right by third base with like 54 bucks for four tickets. And it was the first four seats, like literally the gate to get on the field that the ushers used was right next to our seats. Wow. And yeah, tons, met a ton of guys, like got a ton of autographs. It was just crazy. It was just, um, oh man. But you know, you just get some crazy experiences like that. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember my brother, you know, he's, he's a little smart ass. He's, he would buy the school, you know, I'd buy the scorebook and he's like, hey, let me see the scorebook. And he would get, he would find out the third base lump's name, you know, and he would bust his balls and he would always bust, you know, Chipper's balls. He would call him Larry, 
over and over. <laughs> and and that's my brother did. It was funny. It was just funny to be it was just funny to be around. Like, you know, he'd laugh too and say, Ah, just kidding, guys. Like, you know, I have a we're just here to have a good time, you know. Like he, sure. he was never very vulgar about it, but I just remember the whole Larry thing, you know. But the guy the guy was a stud from both sides of the plate. He just mm-hmm. Uh, he was a guy I was like, yeah, I definitely have my team. 100%. Yes, sir. Perfect. And, and, and even, even as being a non, I was going to go even off the baseball, even like a non Tom Brady, right? Like who wouldn't want to be Tom Brady? Yeah, <laughs> right? Sure. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, all right, here we go. So now I have another question for you. If you're a major league GM, for a major league baseball team, what fantasy team building strategies would you maybe take into building a real baseball team? So maybe if you're looking at advanced stats or like what would you use to gauge who you want to draft and how you would like to draft? Would it be like, would you think it would be a smart play to say, hey, let me use my fantasy baseball roster uh, construction skills to build a major league team? Would that be the way to go? Ty? I'll be honest with you, man. I don't pay enough attention to advanced stats to know. No, but even regular stats, like would you yeah. say, like you know, you would want like a contact-driven team, like right. you, know, you guys, you know, like tell me, like how would you build your team, and like or like if you want to tell you how you build your fantasy team, right? Like, sure. So yeah. I like to play, man. So I'm a sucker for like the up-and-coming, like potential guys. Yeah. So right? I, th- yeah. I think I would like just stack it with young dudes, like as many young guys as I can. And then, you know, get a couple of veterans in there where, you know, we're going to perform, you know, they're going to do it. They can be the clubhouse presence and, you know, teach these young guys how to play and help them progress. Right. Cause I mean, like on my fantasy team right now, like I've got Casey Mize and Mackenzie Gore and they're probably not even going to play this year. They might, but they probably won't. But, you know, that was a, a, a keeper potential for me just in case they did come out or whatever. Right. So I like to build up the young guys. And it's, it's hurt me a lot in the past, but I can't get away from it, dude. I can't stop doing it. When, listen, when I've seen it done in my leagues, when I've seen successful runs of it, it's proved pretty, you know, pretty important. You know, and you just – you have to hit. Yeah, they're very, they're, very boom, they're very boomer busts if you're going with, like – the minor league guys or the rookies coming up, like right. you either win first or you're last. It, there's no in between really. Right. Because you know what, like the, like what I like to do in any type of season is I like to assess the amount of risk I'm drafting on my team. Like it is fun to draft all those guys, but I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's a number of them to draft and you have to like, just be good at knowing when to take on that risk, you know, right. especially if sure. it's like a redraft league, you know, Mm-hmm. It's go- it's okay to like these guys, but don't go too high because, you know. See, that's my thing is I like them too much. I follow right. my heart instead of my brain. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I'm taking that guy for sure. And then he never right. plays. Right, right. And it, one guy in my league is always drafting these young guys. Since we started in 2007, he's drafted $1 guys. And even if they didn't play, the next year, like, we have a system we can sign them to three years. If you mm-hmm. want to, like, one year you add five bucks, two years you add, like, four bucks and four bucks, and it's a three-year deal, you add three, three, three in, like, the next three years. Gotcha. And so a lot of people get sucked in by the three-year. They love it. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, like, but this guy built his team on that, like, with um, with Acuna, with Gallo, with 
just oh, so many people. I can't even tell you, like Springer. He right. just drafted all these guys and kept them. And then when they blew up and they blew up at the same time, he was in the top four for like six years straight, you know, because yep. he just yeah. had these guys that just – it was cool. But, yeah, I guess sucked in too by that whole mm-hmm. – yeah. All right. So, um, Brett, what do you uh, – how would you build your team, your major league ball club? I've historically built my teams as fantasy-wise, at least on hitting as opposed to pitching, which has bitten me several times. I try to get one stud pitcher, and then um, and then I, I, I just a bunch of hitters. I'm big on late-round value, even if I don't necessarily need the spot. I could trade them. Right, um, right. Reclamation projects, a guy coming off an injury or a, or a down year. Yeah, I, take, I, I take flyers on them. It's that, um, that's you know, and and I think that's that hits home with Ty's point too. Like, um, and we just we can take on this risk onto our teams. It's just not too much, and knowing when to do it. And it same thing. Like the the guys that come off the injury and they're a, a little further down, and people are not paying attention on it. Like, if they hit, you know, you're getting great great value out of that. You know, right. And, mm-hmm. Same thing. I love bats also. Um, I'm a big bats guy. I was, and I think it's made me better at like identifying cheaper pitching or like lower rank pitching because I love bats so much. I'm like constantly always focusing on the same, same amount, like same range of pitchers every year, you know? Mm-hmm. My, uh, I would say my downfall though is I fall in love with the players and sometimes I stick with them too long. Yes. And it has, it's bitten me. Bit me a few times. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, I sat on Oscar Tavares, may he rest in peace, for like a season and a half. I think I kept him, and uh, yeah, unfortunately he he didn't turn out. I had Jose Fernandez too, so I need to stop Oof, drafting God. guys I really like because bad stuff seems to happen to him. Jose Fernandez, that's just no, that's what an amazing mm. situation right there, like that. Yeah. That's, so crazy. I, I still can't believe, like, what happened, you know? The worst. Yeah, yeah that was that was a tough game watching Shame. that first game back when they were playing. Oh, me and know? Tone watch that, like, once a week, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was favorite baseball I, moment of all. Yeah, like, every few months I just watch D. Gordon's home run and just ball my eyes out, man. <laughs> and she, like, I, I don't know if I remember. Um, so I work uh, in the city. I set up trade shows, and um, so one of the shows that – I set up as like a high-end, like antique show, and um, the owner of the Marlins had a booth there, and he would talk about some of the players, you know. D. Gordon's a good boy, and then he ended up, you know, testing positive. But I asked him about Jose Fernandez one year, and he said, uh, "It's crazy because this kid." We asked him, you know, you're kind of young, but do you feel you're ready to pitch at the major league? And he responded by saying, like. Um, I don't know if you know how I know how I got into the country. Like I had to, I was on a float. Right. You know, and then the pitch dark, someone fell in and he jumped in and saved that person. And it was his mother. He had no idea who it was. It was a pitch dark. Damn. So wow. he goes, I think I could pitch in front of people. I think like, don't worry about my nerves. Like, right. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and I, like, I remember hearing that story like, whoa. And mm-hmm. that's why like that moment when he passed away was just horrible. You know? Yep. Oh man. 
Whew, got me all my feels with that bring up right there. The Jose. Yeah, Fernandez. I didn't mean to bring that up. It made no, us all no, kind no. Of it's good though. Listen, that's what thing that we get with sports. You know those moments that stick with us. That absolutely that make you a guy you know, we never met just broke our hearts when he passed away. Right. Absolutely. Like Kobe. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you know that one me. hurt. It was not a. It was not a good. Uh, situation for no, sure. no it's terrible man i again just a part of my youth that i'll never forget watching him i had a job and i was out of work at 10 o'clock and i used to jet home just to watch kobe at right. night you know like and oh man it was it was terrible all right so all right so we got um tone yes sir what do you got so- for me I think for me, the way that I approach like a fantasy draft and building a squad and the way I would also implement, um, you know, if I was like a major league GM, um, for me, it's all about balance. Um, And that means I think a few different things. Like for one, it means a balance between like pitching and hitting. Um, I think the best teams I've ever put out fantasy wise and some of the best teams I've seen in real life are just well-balanced teams. So they're not, you know, they might not lead the league in a specific uh, category or not even category, but like, you know, between bullpen or starting staff or their lineup, like they might not have the best in the league of any of those things, but if they're above average at all of them, they can put it together. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I look for. And then, you know, even within a lineup, you know, if you're just looking at offense, balance there is key too. You know, you could have a team that just hits buku home runs, but like, you know, at least especially in real life, if you can't, you know, if you can't get on base, if it's a bunch of solo shots, you know, and no one's on the bags, it doesn't do you nearly as much good. So right. um, just a nice balance of, of different skill sets uh, always seems to work for me. Love it. All right. You guys had some solid plans right there. I think you should put your resumes in. Uh, I think I think Tone and Brett might be able to. I won't. I'll be the worst <laughs> GM of all time. <laughs> all right, so listen, I have some two two surprise questions that, you know. Oh, that, shit. Ooh. Yeah, all right, so here we go. Here we go. If you were a character in the movie Major Leagues, you guys seen Major League? Yes. Who would you be? Wow. I mean, this is easy for me, man. I'm wild. Go, go, go. Ah, I'm wild thing. I think they'll agree too. I mean, I'm just a nutcase, man. When I get out there and play, dude. I love it. I love it. Brett, what do you got? Um, I think I'm Jake Taylor because I'm just falling apart, dude. (laughs) (laughs) My my knees are shot. My shoulders screwed up. I, uh, I'm hung over in Mexico and the softball team calls me, wants me to come catch for him. So, (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I love that Big pick. That's a, that, yeah, that's an honest, you know, that's a, that's a nice, I like that. Cause that's, hey, that's probably it, me too. But you're Big still Taylor there to win, guy. Brett. You're still, still there, there to win. Mm-hmm. And you end up with the girl too. Well, yeah, hopefully. I'll drop, <laughs> I, I drop yeah. down the bunt and I leg her out at the end. Good old Jake Taylor. Did whatever he had to do. <laughs> this guy's right. dead. Oh, who do you want to be? Him off. Man, I got uh, Mine's a little goofy, but I got to go Pedro Serrano. Dude. I was going to say that for you. <laughs> yeah, like just just the – I don't know, man. Just a goofy dude. You don't quite understand him, but you don't have to. It doesn't matter. He's just going to go out there and do his thing, and, like, you kind of respect him, but, like, you know. 
Plus you hit one pitch very well and it's always right over the third baseman's head. Yeah, exactly. Serrano couldn't hit the curveball, and when he did hit the fastball, he always pulled it straight to left center field. That's you, man. You're just pulling that one pitch all the time. Yeah. Fuck fuck you, Jobo. I do it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bartender, Joe Booty's in their shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a classic, classic movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. great movie. Good question. Yeah, that's – all right. So – Last question I have for you guys. So you guys, I'm sure you guys went to baseball games. You guys been to baseball games your whole life? Okay. Oh, yeah. At what age did you stop wearing a glove to try to catch a ball? Ooh. I'm going to be real with you, Rob. I Yo, never, that's it. Yeah. This is a I real. Never, never wore a glove. Not never? Never, never brought it. Mm, never wow. once. God we would bless. do like, we had like our. Uh, our youth leagues or whatever, you would get to go to a game and walk around Bush Stadium once a year. So even when I went to that, I'd be like on the field. And I'd just be like trying to high five players. I, w- I was like, this glove's weighing me down, dude. I'm going to get all these boys. I ain't gotcha. Gotcha. I never brought a glove. I, I always see people. I see grown ass men now bringing gloves and I'm like, you're a cuck, sir. That's why, that's why I'm asking about the cutoff, you know, because I remember yeah. why. Mine was at about like 15. I think at 15 I stopped. Yeah. Like, and I, like I said, with those front row seats, I caught a couple of hot ones. I caught a, I, I caught a Reggie Sanders, like two hopper that he Damn. pulled. And yeah, right in, right in my palm. Like it, and it was just, it was, it was pain. Okay. So that's mm. also different. Cause I was poor and I was up in the nosebleeds until I was like <laughs> buying my own tickets. So I never needed a glove. Even when big Mac was out here crushing them, I didn't need it. Yeah. But there's one year though. I still made that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going no glove. Like I'm going my hands, you know? Yeah. I wanted to be yeah. brave about it and like step up, you know? Right. All right. Yeah. Brett still me, does. <laughs> I think for me, I don't know what time this happened. And I also don't know if this was like a major league thing or specific to the Cardinals. But at one point they like totally switched up the like the batting practice times or yes. like the order or something like that. Cause I remember going to games and I, we would always go early and see home team batting practice. And you really can't now, like you can't, you might catch the end of it, but you can get the away teams batting practice. Um, I don't know what year that was. The last time I really remember wearing a glove was probably around like, I don't know, 13, 12, 13, 14, something like that. So I, I remember that time. It, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was tough, you know? Yeah. Cause that's why I would bring the gloves. Cause we go sit out there and, you know, left or right field bleachers or whatever and just try to catch these home run balls. Yeah. I had like they they had no problem with you into like left field, but like after a while they would like it got into heavy like control of the third base side, you know? Yeah. And I remember like even when I was little, like me and my friend and my brothers, we would all run and try to get angles, like back when no one really cared. And like a few of us would go like left field or go like down the left field line. Mm-hmm. I never forget my my best friend caught a uh he caught a ball by Frank Thomas, who was like in the left field. Uh, Ooh, wow. Left field, um, behind the left field wall, Yankee Stadium. And um, he he bolted right down like the seats. And he started, after he was done with his cuts, he started to sign. And he, he hopped to the front and got his autograph. Like, so he That's caught cool. the ball. Yeah, I think we were probably like 12, 13. It was, it was, it was incredible. It was nice. like... Yeah, it was it was just one of the most craziest moments to see him like catch Thomas's ball and then go run, like, yeah, baseball. Baseball is just great, you know. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whose autograph it was, Armando Benitez or anyone. You mm-hmm. like, I'll take it, of course. Right, I love yeah. you. <laughs> oh man, oh. Brett. Well, I think I wore a glove to a game. Like one time, I was like six years old uh, at Old Bush Stadium. Ray Langford hit a foul ball, and my dad stood up, barehanded it with one hand, and I'm like, nice. well, <laughs> not wearing a glove to the game anymore. That's still. <laughs> It probably wasn't nearly as cool as I thought it was when I was six, but to see my dad just nonchalantly stand up and whoop. That's pretty cool, dude. That's so, awesome. I'm like, Absolutely. well, if my dad can do it, I want to be like my dad. I'm not wearing my glove anymore. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Good time. All right, cool, man. I appreciate you guys coming out here and uh and hanging. Hell yeah, bro. Having us. Yeah. Been, uh, always a been, good time, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's been a serious time. I glad you were um with my crazy uh ideas and shit oh man it was a blast dude it was yeah man cool love it so um i wanted to let you guys go ahead and tell uh the pull hitter podcast listeners where where they can find you and um and what you guys do you know thank you good sir uh everybody so like we said earlier we're the upper decker podcast i'm ty got my buddy brett my buddy tone with me um on twitter we are at upper decker pod you can find us on like Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the whole nine, anywhere. Just search Upper Decker. We're out there. Um, probably the best way to get a hold of us would be to DM us on Twitter, but we're also on Facebook and Instagram, all under the same handle. So Upper Decker Pod, find us wherever you can, sirs. Awesome. That's, That's that though. I mean, right. I, I'm not going to plug my, I'm not going to tag my personal stuff because you uh, you you'll it, find, bro. you'll find it on the page, but Jesus loves you. I love it. <laughs> Jesus loves you, sir. Uh, all right. So that's good. So guys, check out, check out the Upper Decker podcast. These guys are awesome. Um, it's a fun list in every episode. I'm so oh, yeah. engaged. And if you like Rob, he was on episode 18. So go ahead yes. and check that shit out too. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Guys are a fun time, entertaining, you know, uh, energetic. I love it. It's a good time again. Yeah, man. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I'd like to uh, to end the podcast by saying good night. And again, thanks to my buddies for coming out to us and uh, visiting us and taking some time out on Fourth of July weekend. And uh, I'm sure, everyone's got their own stuff they got going on in their life. So I appreciate you taking the time out with me. Hey, man, that's what we do. You and a pleasure, man. Yeah, man. Have yourself cool. a good weekend, and you be safe out there, bro. Happy 4th. Absolutely, guys. All right. Take care, man. You too.